You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. Recording live via via the front porch. I'm your old pal Sanders. And I'm your good buddy Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 173. The Patrick Higgins edition. Yeah, indeed. Higgy, 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 can't you see? Sometimes the words just hypnotize me. So, um... Actually, I think if you're keeping score at home, this actually might be 174. Okay. And also of note is almost five years into the history of the podcast, this is the first time we've ever recorded where both of us were at, on site at the same location. So 175 years, 200, over 200 hours of yeah. recorded content in 174 episodes the first time we've gotten to do it live yep it's kind of exciting yeah it's a beautiful day in asbury park i feel like uh like like sarah caning you know like uh hi i'm sarah caning and this is the serial podcast yeah i also feel like npr next in all things considered because <laughs> we're speaking all calm and quiet yeah because there's that thing when you do it remotely yeah that i don't know you feel like you got to talk louder and slower and keep the conversation moving forward because you can't read we don't even do it like video skype which is what a lot of people yeah. do i mean you remember we were supposed to do one in fagans back in 2015 that never happened the road, what, are the, what is the, uh, what's the saying? The road to hell is paved with good, good intentions. intentions. Yes, yeah. I think we have the technology now, if that ever comes to bear. I think so too. You know what it would be now? Because now we have a, uh, I have a little portable recorder that I can take along. Uh, now we have two mics. We stopped today on our little uh, outing through Asbury Park to pick up a second mic. Um, the only thing we'd be missing is, uh, is the confidence to do it in a public. Well, then Place. we'd be talking real loud like they do on these radio shows when they're in <laughs> right. bars, you know? We, we have to jack up our bro factor a few um, clicks, you know? We'd also have to hire a bunch of people to bang silverware and yeah. glasses in the foreground or in the background, I guess that would be. Yep. Give it the authentic feel. So we're together because this weekend... It's a big weekend. Huge weekend. A lot of shit going on, man. So when did you plan this trip? I feel like it has been like a year and a half in the making. Basically, it has been a year and a half in the making. But, it, you know, so late May, early June 2017, I set my sights on gone to the motherland, as my mother calls it, Sicily, in October of 2017, knowing that that was the down, the off season, you know, and it'd be more affordable and 
Whatever, I really don't care about the disco scene with the Euros on vacation. <laughs> that's more my scene. Yeah, that's totally a weirdo scene. <laughs> um, and that was the plan. And then, I believe it was June 8th, 2017, when I was stepped into the office at my old uh, place of employment, which, by the way, still owes me money. <laughs> and uh was advised that I had become redundant. And, uh, well, not in all fairness, not the first time that yes. you've been advised that you've become redundant. Yeah. But in this particular instance, probably the first time in a professional capacity. Yes. And it was a blessing from heaven. Okay. You know, it was like a get-out-of-jail-free card. I know uh, that feeling. But the other side of it was that I, you know, knowing that I was not... Um, going to be employed in the foreseeable future at that point, not knowing my prospects. I decided to punt on the Sicily trip until further notice because, you know, you really can't be making plans for big vacations when you you don't know when the next check's coming in. So the plan was was to book it in the summer? Well, I mean, it was all very rough okay hewn at the time right. it was just like oh well that's what i should do that's a good time to go i'd looked up things saying the best times to go and it's like if you go in october it's a good time because it's the off season it's not as packed with people everywhere and the prices come down on stuff you know and okay and for you- me who's gone there for different reasons than like a European holiday tourist right. who's there to hang out at the beach all day and get drunk. You're going to shoot a music video. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't need to be there during the summer because we, you know, I'm, I need to be there any off season when the uh, crew is cheaper. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can get them, you can get them sag non-scale. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's how you shoot a music video in Palermo. So fast forward to this year. Um, this new gig I've been working, which is a document review gig, which if you don't know about document review, it's basically sweatshop work for lawyers. Uh, so imagine a sweatshop, except lawyers, <laughs> instead of like making Nike shoes where scanning uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of documents for an e-discovery. What discovery, you know, when you're asking for evidence when there's a lawsuit and stuff, you know. And, And that's what you're doing all day. But it's a job a lot of lawyers do because they do stuff on the side and it's flexible. And I met a attorney there who's like, oh, well, I use... I, I I just start going to Europe all the time. I found this website, and it's like, and I work by myself, and I do here to fill the gaps, and I'm very flexible. And she tells me about the website, and look, see a ticket to Sicily for less than 500 bucks from JFK. And I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. You only live once. Nice. You know? It's one of those situations that if you wait for all of your ducks to be in a row or for everything to to come into place and that never happens yep the only thing that i waited probably cost me an extra 15 dollars. i had to hold on waiting for to see the nfl schedule when it was going to come out 
because I knew the Saints were playing at the Giants. Okay. But I was like, if I have to come and fly to JFK anyway, I should see when they're going to play the Giants because it would be a cool reason to come here and go see the game since I'm flying out of here anyway. And then everything worked out, and they um, scheduled a game for September 30th, which was yesterday, and it's basically perfect timing, you know, because you want to be there in October, but you want to be in an earlier part, you know? So those who, who do not uh, specialize in international traffic or uh, airport code identification, JFK Airport is the John F. Kennedy Airport located in Queens, New York, which is obviously uh, an eastern hub of many international yeah. airlines. Is that that's a former Idlewild of Goodfellas fame? Oh, that's right. Yes, the Lufthansa, the yep. Lufthansa heist. Lufthansa heist. Um, what is that? The only way to get to Europe from from New Orleans? No, you can fly through other places. I just think, I honestly think because it's Italy, it's probably with the large center of Italian populations in New York, it's probably a more common flight. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you find the, the flight and that's, you find the cheapest flight and it has to come out of JFK. What if it, what if it didn't, let's say the, the giant schedule you know, had him playing in a, you know, early December game. I probably still would have scheduled the trip here. This was just Providence, I guess. Yeah, okay. You you probably had a little flexibility. You know, Giants are going to play two home games in October. You know, let's say they play the second week in October. Or the first, let's say they play the first week of October and the third week of October. Maybe you make the decision then, but after. Yeah, I mean, even if it would have been like, oh, well, they're going to play October. um, 21st, I would have just put it on the back end. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So that's one of those things where you say, how many months ago did you buy the ticket? Probably what? Probably in May, maybe I might have pulled the trigger. May, June, July, August, September. All right. So about four or five months ago. Yeah. Life's been leading up to it. So we. It, it might have been late April. I'd already made up the decision, I know, because I'm thinking about when I ran into a guy I went to high school with at uh, Rocky and Carlos, and that was, that might have been the last week of April, and I was telling him I was gone there. I don't know if I had actually formally purchased the ticket, though, but it was definitely going to happen at that point. All right, so my calendar, on my calendar, from October 20, uh, from September 29th through October 2nd, just simply says live in town. It doesn't tell me when I put that in there, but this has been on my calendar for a while. And we've been planning to go to the the Saints game on the Sunday. That was kind of the the pivotal activity because you're flying out on Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday so evening. We're gonna bum around a little bit today. And I figured, ah, we'll hit the you know, you'll hit the Saints game and I'll I'll tag along just to tag along and we'll you know, we'll come back to Asbury Park and, and have a little bit of a, a and we had so many. I had so many plans. I was going to watch the Syracuse game with Steve in the city on Saturday. Yeah, so I had to work. That was uh, the that was the one snafu, yeah. right? Is that I had to I had to work on that uh, on that Saturday all day in an event, and it was um it was an ancillary event. It's not something that's typically on our schedule from year to year, and when that happens, that's found money for me. 
because they pay I pay uh, I get paid a la carte so wow. I get to negotiate my own price for that uh, so it's a little bit of a higher um, uh, higher profit margin for me so I had to take it you know um, which was kind of a bummer because you were coming in on Saturday uh, but what I didn't realize was that Syracuse was playing Clemson and I felt a little bad that you were going to be coming into town because you were getting in early it was like the worst case scenario. Yeah. You're getting in early on a Saturday. It was the best case scenario for me because at least it gave me a full day yes. to do stuff in town. Right. Which I was happy when that worked out when uh, Steve Ensminger stepped yeah. up and said he was going to grab you at the airport. You guys were going to yeah. spend the day. It was going to be great. And I was going to meet you guys for dinner. That was yep. the rough plan, which was good enough for me. Well, yeah, R Fat Pat had the idea we all go to Dinosaur Newark, that which is a classic better. Syracuse event, you know. That made it all the much, all that much better, and we had the timing down where I was going to be able to get out of that event and meet you guys for dinner, and it was perfect. So just like any plan that gets hatched five months out, it probably all went down without a hitch, right? Every, oh, every totally. single element came together. Yeah. So, uh, about a day or two before, I um, hell, it might have been the day before. I'm not even sure. It was definitely the day before. Yeah, that I came in. I get a text message from series of apologetic text messages from Steve-O. Uh, announcing that he would be unable to pick me up from the airport and go see the Syracuse game with me as, um, you know, because they were they had soccer games for the kids in the morning. I guess they're a one-car family, and his wife's parents weren't going to be available to help him out because I guess maybe they were out of town this weekend. So, so he he promised no big deal. He's gonna make it out to the the tailgate. Um, but we'll fast forward to that later on. So I want to I want to backtrack a little bit. The when you had originally made the flight arrangements, I felt really bad because I wasn't gonna be able to pick you up. Yeah. But at that time, I don't think I don't think any time had lapsed before you said, don't worry about it. Steve-O is going to pick me up, and I'm going to hang with him all day. So he's in on the plane at least four months. Well, no, not that far ahead of time. You don't think so? No, no, because that didn't really come to fruition. I, I will give Steve that much of a break. It was only a few weeks ago when I sent a text, when I looked and I was like, wait, Syracuse Clemson, that's going to be that day. What's the schedule looking like? It was only a couple of weeks ago because I did it before the UConn game. And I'm like, that's something to see. It's like, we're going to be 4-0 most likely. Yeah, yeah, but you had made plans that Steve-O was going to be your afternoon entertainment. Well, yeah, we were going to hang out at some point. Yeah, not going there to There was Syracuse no definite game. that he was picking me up at the airport. Ah, uh, okay. So maybe because that's... even the other day when we discussed when he was still going to watch the game with me, yeah, I said... Are you gonna? Are you picking me up at the airport? He's like, I can, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. however you're supposed sure. to read a text, 
but it was sort of like that, like as if he didn't plan on it. I was like, it's no big deal. I can yeah. get where I need to go on my own. I just thought whatever. Does, yeah. does he have incriminating evidence against you? Because all weekend I've been trying unsuccessfully to get you to throw him under the bus, and I've been needling you, and I've been pressing the buttons, but you won't bite. You won't bite, and you <laughs> give him a pass on every every time I bring it up, just to see if I can get a you know a little bit of a rise or reaction. I could care either way. You had you you made your own plans and and, yeah. and created your own destiny. Um, I wasn't involved in it, and it wasn't a it wasn't uh, it didn't cost me a nickel. But uh, good for you, man. You're a good. I've been well, testing I mean, the bounds of your friendship to. Yeah, to I mean, because I like Steve, and, and the truth be told, like, I'm a big boy. I can get around, you know? I mean, right. it kind of sucks he wasn't there. Okay. You know, but he was going to be at the tailgate Sunday, so everything was going to work out, right? right? Exactly. So you're going to get to see him, no problem. Yeah. Now, the last time I saw Steve, which was why I was so excited when you said that he was going to be involved in the. Saturday plans was he came out to the Syracuse was it the USC Syracuse Syracuse game? USC tailgate so that was 2011 12. 12 that was when two Syracuse's was born okay. that was the genesis so his ultimately. kid has to be like almost 10 by now yeah he's, okay. he's up there all right so but he came out with his little kid cute little kid fun you know yeah, nice little huge kid. little kid of course because Steve is huge yeah, and his wife is tall. Well behaved and like a sweet little kid. He wasn't causing problems. You just kick. Maybe we threw the football around, or he threw the football around. Yeah, kicked something like that. Um, he had you know a couple burgers. We cooked up some sausage or whatever, and then we went into the game, and he took off. I was you know great yeah. to see him, and so I was I was replaying that in my mind and thinking, well, if he's gonna come out on Saturday, well, he doesn't have to watch after a kid. You have a couple of beers and let loose, and and he's a more gregarious. Yeah, guy. Like when we had agreed to watch the game, so it was like right after the circuit, right after they beat UConn, I sent him a text, and next day he responded, and I know why he waits the next day because it turns out I believe him and Jen, his wife, were at a, at the Paul Simon concert. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, so any ideas? He's like, so what are you thinking? Somewhere in the city. Of course I was thinking that, because it's like, you know, you're up here, you kind of want to go to the city and yeah. watch the game. It's not in, I don't want to be in Hackensack or something like that, you know? It's sure. like kind of cool to go to a bar where there's other people in Orange and to see like that whole thing of, oh, the bar for your yeah. school type of thing, you know? Yeah. And I knew Steve was like... When he said that, I was like, all right, this is going to be fun, Steve, because the idea that he was thinking that, he's thinking, I'm going to get fucked up, right. Steve. Right. Which is fun, Steve. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, woo, Steve. Yeah. That's what he does, and he's like, all hammered. Yeah, he gets loose. Yeah, yeah. He gets he, loose. And I know he probably just doesn't have those opportunities in life these days. And that's why I'm giving him a break on everything, because I know, truthfully, Steve would prefer to be. He is Will Ferrell from old school. Right. Yeah. Right. right. He he doesn't want Bed Bath and Beyond, Home Depot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to be. Frank we're the, gone streaking. Frank the Tank. <laughs> Steve the Tank. Yeah, he is Frank the Tank. 
Steve the <laughs> Steve the Tank, man. <laughs> but it's not like his wife is domineering by any means. It's just that he knows he has responsibilities with the kids. In general, so he's not letting loose all the time. He's yeah, 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 yeah totally. And, that's, yeah. and I get that, and that's the same with... You know, I, my brother's in a very similar position. He's got uh, a 11-year-old and coaches the teams, and, you know, they've got a pretty um, active family unit. Yeah. So, like, I understand. And, like, I me mean, growing up, my dad didn't have, you know, guys weekends or, you know, Saturdays out. And, like, everything yep. was coaching the soccer team, um to go into Boy Scouts, like everything revolved around the four kids to some extent or the yeah. other. So I understand that. But at the same token, like I also know there was a little coordination. So that's probably where I, I would be critical of somebody in that per particular situation. It's not like you rolled into town on a Friday, anybody, not just you, yeah, you don't, yeah. uh, if I roll into a town, if I roll into town on a Friday and give a call to anybody, Reardon, my brother or whatever, yeah. and be like, Hey man, meet me, you know, meet me tomorrow for the Syracuse game. They'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Yeah, I, I yeah, can't do yeah. that. But you can still make a plan and have a life regardless of how many kids yeah. you, you got. And I don't know what happened, but I'm willing to bet he agreed to the plan without knowing the particulars. He 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 jumped on board with the idea. Yeah. Before he assuming he was gonna be able to like have Jen's parents deal with the kid the other kids or whatever. Or How many kids do you have? With a car. Two? Two kids. Two kids, yeah. Uh because that's probably what the issue was. It was definitely involving one car. So maybe it's like, well Jen's parents can come pick him up because they go to the soccer games anyway. Mm hmm You know, and Pick Jen and the kids up for the soccer. Meanwhile, he'll take their car and come out here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he probably just assumed it was something that they could pull off without knowing right. that they were unavailable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and to that point, that's, uh, you know, either you're an organizer and a planner and you get you have your shit together, yeah. or you're not. Being a dad or not being a dad yeah. doesn't really affect that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know him well enough to be like, well, he's an organizer. He should have come through with that. Knowing him, the amount I know him, I could totally see him being like, yeah, live, I'm in, let's go, let's yeah. do it. And then be like, yeah, like how, am I gonna, yeah, like, how am I going to pull this off? Yeah, and then bring it up and then be like, oh, well, damn. I really fucked this up. Yeah. I mean, I guess one part of him could have just said, screw it, I'll take the train into the city, but I just don't think you really want to deal with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, and I get that. I get that. But um, but uh, Fat Pat originally couldn't do it, and his issue was uh, because he had to coach Lucy, his oldest child's soccer game, right? which was going to end around noon, I guess. But then... And contrary to popular belief, that is his oldest biological child. It's not, he didn't adopt it f her from Ben. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so that, just in case yes. you were wondering. Yes. That's... He's not the owner of the retired surfer's bar or anything like that. Correct. Yes. Correct. Um, and then further complicating things was that there was a party afterwards. There was a birthday party that I believe only Lucy was invited to. 
and he's got two other kids. So that was going to require that one of them go to the party with Lucy. Right. And one of them stay with the other two kids at home. Because the kids were invited to the party, but only Lucy was invited to the after party. Sure. Then after the party, you know, is the hotel lobby. Yes, yes, So everybody's invited to that. But the the sticking point is in between the party and the hotel lobby, Lucy's got to go to the after party. So Fat Pat, being the dude he is, you know, being the champion he is, when I advise him of what happened, late Friday night, the wheels start turning. He's like, and you definitely got to go see in the city? I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do. He's like, all right. He's like, here's. He's like, I might be able to get there. You know, I'd show up later, and I'm like, hopefully you'll show up while the game's still competitive. Um, being that we were 23 point dogs at the time. Right. Right. Um. Started out as know, 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bet up to 23 points. Uh. So. What Fat Pat and them were able to do, they were. They were just waiting to hear back from another mom. So another mom decided to take two of the kids, I think, or maybe Lucy and I think another mom decided to take Lucy to the party, maybe. I think it might have been. Wherever the case is, another mom stepped in to um, maybe took Hazel and, and Colin with them. Or something. I think Mary might have gone to the party with Lucy. So, therefore, Pat was free once he was done with, with soccer. Right. So, he, he he started making his way in. And, of course, you know, he gets over there and or he starts making his way in he, to take the path over. And, of course, the path is closed. So, he had to take this wild journey on the ferry and into a cab. <laughs> and he eventually met me there near the end of the second quarter. All right, so you, 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 you don't take the bait to give the Steve-O shit, but based on very practical reasoning. W- with that being said, then the other side of the coin is to give Fat Pat tremendous amount of platitudes. amazing props, yes. Because he's operating under the same constraints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's coming through. So, okay, you... you you want to live by the power of positivity motto, then I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm down with that. Because yeah, so that- everything worked out anyway. I still got to hang out, you know, with a good friend and watch the Syracuse game, not all alone. Right. And it was a really good game. And, yes, it stinks that we lost because we were winning for most of the game. But whatever. At least it was a positive experience anyway. And and remember, Steve is still coming to the tailgate on Sunday. Because so. that was and the, he's coming with the whole family this time, which is even great. Because I haven't seen Jen in years, and because she's a conce- wonderful person. That's the concession. Hey, yeah. Liv, I can't make it to the game, but but don't worry. Yeah, I'm gonna see you at the tailgate. So I meet up with you guys at uh, at Dinosaur Barbecue, and I'll be honest, I thought that the whole night was gonna go to shit. Because at some point, I'm hustling my ass. This is the most painful, one of the most painful events that I work, but it's for the client that I do the most work with. And it's the client that has the most um, the most personal meaning to me because it's the Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Foundation. And 
right around the same time that I got them as a client, my mom was diagnosed yeah. with breast cancer and, and, and went through treatment and, and had successful um, treatment and surgery and, and the whole deal. So uh, that this organization holds a, a pretty special place for me, not only professionally, but personally, and I like to help them out. So they came up with this idea a couple years ago to do a health fair. And last year was an absolute disaster. It's horrible. It was, but it was downtown yeah. Newark. Um, wasn't really well received, um, but it was a good idea. So this year, they changed some some elements of it. Found a new place to have it. Where they do it this year? This is, uh, a town called Wayne. A city called uh, it's probably a town. Town called Wayne, out um, due east of New York Township, City. Township, if you will. Yes. Okay. Due east of, of New York City, out Route 80, um, probably, you know, 40 minutes, 35, 40 minutes from the George Washington Bridge, which essentially is 35, 40 minutes from Newark as well. So um, the schedule of this event had me getting out of there at 515, best case scenario. Okay. So I can get to Newark by 6. And uh, that works out. That works out well. I'm going to grab this mail here. Yeah, Because yeah. the dogs will go crazy. This is the live um, Shit. broadcast stuff that happens. Thank you, brother. Live uh, live podcasting. Yeah. You know, you got your Land's End catalog. Up, so everything is good now. I'll get myself some... Uh, some untied loafers. Get you some laceless, flannel sheets. Laceless loafers. Yeah, just in time for the season. You know what? I do need some new sheets. Flannel um, ones at that. If you uh, if you were singing the praises of my towel game here, you don't want. I'm embarrassed to show you my sheet game because that is uh, it's quite embarrassing. Uh, but re- uh, regardless, anyway. Um, so this event, best case scenario, I get out it. 5:45, I can be in Newark at six, and maybe I was pushing the six o'clock agenda. I don't know if that was my suggestion or it came up in conversation, and I kind yeah, of yeah. You know, I think you might have originally brought up, but I didn't. Even, I wasn't even sure what you said because I kept saying six to seven because I was thinking seven was probably more realistic considering the length of college football games sure. and being in town okay. and knowing that like the exhaustion that will come. Like, you know, thinking there's going to be some gap in between. Yeah. I didn't hear that. <laughs> no, exactly. But but I never knew you said, I mean, I, I thought you maybe you said six, but I was like, eh, he probably means like seven or something, you know, whatever. <laughs> you might have said it, uh, no, but I wasn't I listening. Not. No, I, was, I definitely no, wasn't, no, I no, wasn't hearing No, it. I don't believe it was ever uttered. So I go to this event and it sucks because nobody shows up to this thing. Oh, no one showed up this time no. either? No, it was horrible. I would say they were expecting a thousand. Let's say they were expecting six hundred to seven hundred participants, people coming through, getting free breast exams, getting free blood pressure uh, monitoring. Like it's a real, like it's a health fair. You get all this free yeah. shit. And then they had these guest speakers, doctors come in talking about treatment plans, and like it's a great concept. But I mean, the biggest crowd they had in one of the. Um, in one of the sessions, it was like 12 people in an Jeez. auditorium of 1,500. I'm more male. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
Take care, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like crickets, and this thing is like dragging on, and I'm watching my watch, and yeah, we don't have a lot of responsibility, but like I have to stay through the whole thing. Yep. Now it starts to end early, and I'm psyched. Because now I'm going to tell you guys that I'm going to get out early and I'm thinking maybe we can move up the festivities. Not only I need a break and I want to have some fun and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody, but also if we started a little earlier, then maybe we get back to Asbury a little earlier and maybe I can have some cocktails. Because at this point i got to drive from Newark to, to back home. So, you know, I can have a drink or two at dinner and that's basically it. But I want to... You know, I've had a long day. I want to let loose a little bit. So I text you and say, I'm uh, I'm getting out early. I'm going to be about uh, half an hour early. This is I'm looking good. I'm looking good. And figured you guys were still watching the game or, or, or wrapping up the game. And I kind of set off in my mind and I do this. Yeah, you said. Yeah. I, I, I get myself set on irrational timelines. Yeah. There's no reason I needed to make 530 happen. But in my head, it yeah. was a possibility. When you said that, it was four fifty-four, and I was sitting on the ferry. <laughs> what, what? There was the exchange. So uh, I'm realizing I don't want to text you too early in case I don't come through, right? Like we were just ready to get off the ferry because it was when we were. Because I remember it was as we were walking away from it was when I sent the text about six thirty. Pat says. Maybe 615, because he said that right after, you know? So we have a couple exchanges, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, so I know we're talking about the game. And at 247, I text you, fucking A. So we must have, there was something, we didn't convert a fourth down or or we didn't convert a third down or something like that. And then an hour later, or about 45 minutes, about 330, I say, oh, well. So we lost. That was 3.30, yeah. the game was over. I said, I'm looking to be out of here by 4.30, looking at 5.30 ETA at Dino. Pat's still in. Now, really, in, realistically, that means that I can probably be at a Dino at 5.30. I should have no reasonable expectation that you guys can be there at 5.30. Yeah. But I'm still operating under the assumption that 6 o'clock is our – is our go-to is our target time right so you then text me at 340 heading back to hoboken with pat right now and i say nice and then i don't know we text about a few other things and i get out of there at five yeah and i say eta eta dino 530 and your response Let's see what time it was. 3.40 to 4. So an hour later, your response is, that's aggressive. <laughs> that yeah. was the last thing I wanted to hear. because Well, that's because I was on the ferry at 4.54 or whatever. Right. So and yes, that was aggressive. In my mind, heading back to Hoboken at... And I was disgusting and grimy. I had that travel grime. So here was the disconnect, and here was the problem. Is it the hour between the ending of the game and being on the ferry was used to walk across Manhattan from 2nd Avenue to 12th Avenue? Yeah, well, that's Fat Pat's. So again, Fat Pat 
who came through in the clutch, so I have a hard time giving him shit. I think he zigged when he should have zagged there. And that was like a military-style thing for me because I was carrying my backpack the whole way across. There, there is no real reason to you traverse. Like it wasn't that bad of a walk, actually. You guys almost walked the entire width of Manhattan. Yeah, that's pretty far. Second Avenue. It only goes First Avenue, and then I think it's like York, and then the FDR. Yeah. In that part of town. And that's about as far as you can walk in, in Manhattan itself. So that took the hour. If you guys had hopped in a cab, you save yourself 40 minutes. Yeah. And well, Fat Pat's like, it's a nice walk. And I didn't think it was going to be as aggressive as it was. Because I, like, I didn't think it was going to be as rigorous as what because he was like oh well it's a nice walk you know it's probably a nice walk if you're not carrying a 10 to 15 pound pack on your back either listen i've made that walk from what was it 54th street across town did you guys walk through the park city park uh central park we did not walk through central park okay that's a little more up we went there by you know rockefeller center yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. past all that listen it's not a bad walk but it's still a walk in New York City. It's hot. It is. It's long. And, but what you need to do is you need to get more friends who have a better gauge of how far it is to walk places. I'm dependent on Fat Pat who's been living in the New York metropolitan area for 15, 16 years now. Last time we got together. We did a unnecessary, never-ending walk from the campus of LSU to, to the uh, yeah on the uh, Baton Death March after the LSU Syracuse. That's game. Jordan's fault, right? So, uh, in both instances, you're relying on people the, who are supposed to know better. The insight of the locals. Yes, people that are supposed to know better. Today, we spent the entire day hopping around. Asbury Park and, and, and the major uh, Asbury Park metropolitan area. How many steps did I make you take? I mean, am I, you want me to look at this? Well, th- theoretically, I made you take Not no that steps. Many because we were riding bicycles. We took bicycles. So it was very low steppage. We took cars? Yep. We had transportation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd like to think that I, I had a, a better plan of mobility than than both Jordan and, and Fat Pat in those instances. But that's right. water under the bridge. Yeah, right? that's fine. You want bad mouth all my friends. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> because you got a little exercise you didn't bargain for and I got and you had to wait a little bit longer at Dinosaur yesterday to eat some ribs. Yeah, so that's sorry. The, that's the thing. I'm really looking forward to this. My social activities are so uh they're so few and far between I'm I'm looking at we'll get there at six and I'll get to see all these people. So yeah. already Steve O is out of the mix, right? So now that takes it down a notch. I've had this horrible event. It wasn't a bad day, but it was just a long I was up at three thirty in the morning. I was on the yep. road by four. It's a long day. I'm looking forward to oh, look, viewers. Um spectators. <laughs> recording in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> um <laughs> That's why he's giving a 
the glance. He was taken aback by us. Why is that man talking into a mouse? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, is he speaking in the Don King's hair? <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking forward to to getting the evening started, and then it was pushed back a little bit. Um, and then you guys were shooting more towards six fifteen. Yeah, because I was going to stop concession. by Hoboken, and um, and I asked you, "Do you want to come to Hoboken real quick?" And you were like, <laughs> "Hell no, whatever." And, um, this must be. I mean, I think I know why now, but I guess we can still ask it. Fat Pat was like, "What's this problem with Hoboken?" <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, nothing. I was like, I'm sure it's a strategic yes. uh, traffic-related reason. It is. Yeah. It is. It would have been a hour-long time suck. Yeah, okay. It would have definitely... Well, now, in all fairness, we ended up adding that hour on to the day anyway, because you guys got to dino about 7. Yeah, yeah, right before 7, yeah. But I would have been much... Ha and I was much happier sitting at dino... Having a drink, watching the football Take a load game off, yeah. for an hour. And talk to the father who brought his kid to the K-pop concert from Atlanta. I had no issue with that. <laughs> it was a much time well spent compared to the thirty extra minutes it would have gotten me yeah. to go into dealing with the stress of driving. Yes, and the other thing was. Fat Pat would have had to take his own car or an Uber anyway because I had borrowed my dad's pickup truck to facilitate my work yeah, yeah, activity. Yeah. So I, it would only have been you and, of and course, I. Of course, neither Fat Pat or I knew that at the time. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, but even just the the idea of, of, of just and, – and there's never parking in Hoboken. There's one road in, one road out. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real pain in the ass. So I opted at to to not pursue that. Yeah. So and part of the reason we had to go Hoboken also is because, well, Fat Pat wanted to change. I think he had to check in with the wife and everything. And also, I wanted to like drop the bag up, you know, drop yeah, my bag all that. and get in some more comfortable clothes, wash up a little bit. And I, and I did. I switched into that. I was gonna just switch into shorts. I brush my teeth, and Pat comes in. He's like, "Hey, man, if you want to take a shower." Take a shower, and of course, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to take a shower real quick. Because, you know, you know that grime. Yeah, I get it. I was sympathetic to all the activities yeah. that happened. The and, and listen, after that first realization that this isn't going down at 6 o'clock, once that, that wave comes over you and I can make a mental adjustment, because, listen, as flexible as I've tried to be with understanding that regardless of my plan the universe yeah. might have a different timetable yeah i just want to i just want to take this time now to apologize to you for wrecking my vacation <laughs> <laughs> listen i i appreciate that is that's very big of you all right that is very big of you and then listen sometimes i think that like you don't have a more sensitive side but mm -hmm. i mean you really do you really yeah. and i do appreciate that so yeah i just want to you know i mean i'm sorry i kind of ruined my <laughs> vacation for you <laughs> i'm glad we got that i'm glad we got that cleaned up because you know what that shit like lingers you know yeah. what i mean like i don't want that to come between us you know I don't the funny thing is that when we get the when we get the dinosaur i explain to pat I'm like, 
Sanders has lost a bunch of weight because you had told me how you lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. It's like I have. I'm wondering if I'm even gonna recognize him when we <laughs> go in there. And he's like, "Oh, really?" It's like, "Well, you're probably not. It's probably not gonna make any difference to you because you haven't seen Sanders in so long." Yes, I haven't. You know, seen like him you know when you don't see somebody for like that would have been six years. 2012 yeah. was the last time you saw Pat. Yes. Um, yeah. It's like you don't think you know you're you're not gonna be oh you lost so much weight or whatever. To him and his memory, however he sees you now is how you looked then, unless you had a full head of hair back then. Now you're bald, but that is not the situation. Right, right. And that time period, I mean, I'm still, I'm still about 25 or 30 pounds lighter than I was yeah. then. But that's that doesn't register over six yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't register. So over like six when years. we did walk past you and you were at the bar and then you're like, hey, and turn around, I was like. Jesus Christ, I didn't recognize you right away because you, you, Sanders, as I said now, is a lean, mean, vodka, grapefruit drinking machine. And to me, I just look like me. Of course. But I understand that there are, you know, in addition to just being thinner, like, there's a different facial recognition. Yeah, Component. Because your face is thinner. Yes. I, I realize that with myself, too, yeah. you know, because yeah. I, I don't think of me because I'm like, this is me. But I have to see a picture of me yeah. from before for it to have, um, you know, yeah. resonance. So you know? I pull this out and let me see when this I got this taken. Uh, this was issued in 2016. So this was one year before. Uh, I started to lose some weight. I mean, that's my driver's license picture. That's probably I'm at my heaviest. Yeah, this is a fat guy. Yeah, I was at my heaviest yeah. for an entire year. This is a fat guy that sells like screws and stuff for a living. <laughs> I would go with insurance. Yeah, it's because I'm in a suit. Um, I have a I have a necktie on here, but it's also um, and that fat guy with the necktie probably has a short sleeve shirt. Yes. 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 Right. Totally. So I understand that when I see when I look at myself in the mirror, I just see me. But when I look at a picture of me, uh, I'm like, I get it, you know, because if you're looking for something that you have a memory of, you're you're not going to see it. Yeah. With the change. So I get that. So but that's a it's a, a very nice compliment. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate, appreciate that very much. Um, but but it was it was fun. I sat there for an hour and the bartender was uh, was entertaining. And I talked to the guy. As I'm pulling up, I had done my research to uh, confirm that the Devils were not playing a game. And it, at worst case scenario, they would have been playing a preseason game. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been that bad. But the issue is that they jacked the prices up to event price parking around the stadium. Yeah. Because uh, we went to Newark um, and the Prudential Center uh, is really the only real habitable area in terms of social gatherings because there's a bunch of restaurants around the prudential center yeah one of them being dino so i I knew there wasn't a devil's game but as i'm pulling in i see people selling t-shirts along the road and i realize there's a concert at the prudential center and i'm like oh shit but the traffic isn't bad but the the prices are jacked up so I drive around the neighborhoods for a while, and I find a spot where I can park for free, and there was no meters at 6 o'clock, so it worked out perfectly. Um, 
But as I'm walking and as I'm doing some research, I realize that this concert, there's a reason there's no traffic around because one, it's a, it's a K-pop, it's a South Korean K-pop band. Yep. And all their fans are like 12 and 13 years old. And the concert must have started at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Because I go into Dinosaur and I find one open seat at the bar next to these, these folks watching the Georgia-Tennessee game. And they're, they're definitely Southern. And uh, he's talking about the game. And I strike up a conversation with him. Uh, he's a nice guy. And they were in town. It was actually his wedding anniversary. They went to Peter Luger's steakhouse and had a good time and they went in the city and they went to tiffany's and blah 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 and i said well what are you what what are you doing here and he's like well my daughter is uh is at the bts concert at the prudential center and that's when i found out it was a south korean k-pop band yeah yeah. uh, that's apparently all the rage and um dinosaur was just full of parents waiting for their kids yeah, yeah. to get done with this concert. So um, otherwise, it would have probably been empty because there was no wait. When I walked in, there was no wait. We yeah, could have gotten then, a table. And then when we were there, like right before we left, the place was like emptied out. Yeah. Yeah, because the concert ended. Yeah. Which was really and weird. Like right when we walked out of there, you're like, what type of concert ends at nine? And I was like, one that's full of 12-year-olds. Yeah, totally. You know? <laughs> totally. It was definitely yeah. a sight. I was definitely saying it was, it was um, uh, I don't want to say it was fortuitous that everything came together, but like, usually if you, if there's an event at the Prudential Center, there's going to be a wait for Dino, there's going to yeah. be a lot more traffic, but it was, that must have been like the best possible event that could have been going on for us. For our yeah, own yeah, purposes. Yeah. If it was adults, they would be there eating and drinking yes. before they go into the concert. Totally. Yes. Totally. So it worked out it worked out well. And um uh, listen, it was good to go to a familiar place with some you know, ties yeah. to nostalgia. Um I I don't think it's necessarily the best barbecue. I don't know if I would say dinosaur original is the best barbecue anymore and i definitely don't think and i definitely think that their their franchise locations uh or their chain locations are a step down from the original so it puts it you know yeah it, it puts it down the pecking but based order on my, based on my experience with the original back in 2015 i don't even think the original is the original anymore and that's why i noticed there's like oh the menu here is standardized the way the same way the original one was standardized when we got there. Like, it's not the same menu, you know, because back when we were there, that was the only dinosaur. Right. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, but it was still good. It's still good. It's still good, yeah. and the sides are good. And yeah. Portions were a little smaller. Yep. Than, than they typically are. Um, I was also a little hungrier than I normally am, and, you know, the anticipation of eating dinosaur was you know got me a little more amped up than i normally would have been but i mean it was good we 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 probably sat there for about two hours right yeah we talked we had a good long conversation talking about everything you know it was a good time good to see pat yeah um he's always funny yeah he's a great kid 
because I um I I never realized what little interaction I had with him while I was at Syracuse, and he reminded me that most of our interactions came as as I would go to visit post grad. Yeah, yeah. So that makes a lot more sense. Well, yeah, because uh, he was only a freshman yeah. the year you graduated, and he yeah. maybe came over to the house once or twice because yeah. he's a sandwich guy. So obviously he knows, yeah, you know, but Mike of Peters. He's gonna be in the shadows though because he's a freshman. Yeah, totally. And you guys are all seniors. You know, it's just that he's there on the wall the way a, the way a freshman is when they're gathered around older, cooler guys. And I was probably, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna toot my own horn here. Pat myself on the back. If I break my arm doing so, please reset it. Um, when I was a freshman, guys like Jay Stocks and Matt Sawyer and uh, Dave Colby and Chris Martin uh, were all seniors, and they were all friends of Sean Reardon, and they adopted, uh, you know, Mike Reardon into their circle. So, you know, towards the end of of freshman year they you know they adopted us into their circles and they were great guys and they you know they didn't have to show a bunch of 18 year old kids hospitality but they did and they 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 befriended us and i'm still friends with with those guys to this day now you know granted we're adults and we're in our 40s there's you know there's no reason why we can't coexist, but there's a huge difference between a 22-year-old and an 18-year-old, especially on a college campus. You know? Yep. Yeah. Freshmen are little shits. Well, I remember when you're a sophomore, you see the freshmen on campus, and you're like, oh, they look like babies. It's like, that's how I looked a year before. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So I, I remember when Brian Peters would bring around uh, folks, whether it was his freshman year or his subsequent years, I would, uh, you know, I would try to, 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 you know, get to know. Yep. Get to know him. So um, m- maybe I took a liking to Pat, but didn't really get to know him until I started to come back, um, you know, postgraduate years. And by that time, he's a senior, you know. Yeah, and he probably recognizes you more from hanging around Fagan's. Yes. Because he's working at Fagan's during those last two years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um I've always liked him. He's always he's always a good guy to you know just to kind of have a conversation with because we worked in the same industry for a while. He's he's worked in in uh, sports, although he's on the media side, obviously uh, as a new house guy. Yep. But um, so it was good to see him. I always like to see him, and he's you know we've got that crossover of yes we share mutual friends that are kind of the basis of our conversation, but also have enough personal connection yeah to be like hey how's work you know yeah, 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 yeah we're both jersey guys now although he's you know obviously from massachusetts but he he's raising his family in new jersey he's got jersey kids yeah his kids are jersey citizens so we have that connection and you know um it's he's easy to talk to he's a good he's a good dude yeah. so it's good to see him that made up for the for the lack of the steve-o that made up for the lack of the timing um, you know, not coming off without yep. a hitch. It was great. I had an awesome time. We drove back. I was um, I was a little tired on the ride home. Yep. And when we got home, I was out like a light. Yeah. Out like a light. I sat yeah. down for five minutes, and I was like, I'm out, I'm out yeah. dude. We got to get up early tomorrow. Especially, yeah, we had plans to go tailgate. We had to get up early the next morning. We had to make sure we were there. So when Steve-O got there, 
Yeah, because Steve was coming with his whole family. We don't want to be there, him waiting around for us. Exactly, exactly. Um, so we go to bed, and we're going to get ready to tackle Saturday, which is the which is the ultimate tackle activity. Sunday. Tackle Sunday, which is the penultimate yeah. activity so when of I, this. So when I decide to come up here and do this, go to Saints game, I start reaching out to people up here. You know, like Rob Georges was the first one because – I know he's a Giants guy. I was like, hey, man. I'm like, I think I'm going to come up there for Saints-Giants. You know, and he's like, great. He's like, we do a game every year. You know, we do a tailgate. And, you know, obviously I talk to you because, you know, obviously. <laughs> but other people, you know, it was like, hey, we're going to be up there tailgating. Um, I didn't expect Steve and Pat to want to go to games because they're Patriots fans. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally reasonable. But, like, you know, maybe, like, sometime in the past year, I started communicating with Higgins over something. Late night, he starts sending me. He was at Disney World, I remember, at the time. And he was sending me text messages. He took the family to Disney World. And he was sending me Facebook messages. So I was like, hey, well, never hang out with Higgins. So, hey, man, I'm going to come up there. And he's like, yeah, he was all in. You know, we're going to the game with us and everything, you know? Yeah, that was great. That Patrick was... Higgins, that Sayu, former Fagans employee, you know, who spanned the generation, bridged the generation from Sanders' time to my time. And those guys were great because they we met them at the bar, um, and they all started working at the bar because of the great purge, the great, uh, yes. the great door horse skim purge, which we've covered. Yes. Yeah, 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 the great Fagan scandal. If you don't know what that is, go back. I forget what episode number it is, but um, the na- the title is definitely Story Redacted, uh, Story Retracted, Names Redacted. Yeah. Because um, I, I ended up having to go back and edit it, edit that episode to take out the names of some people who we made accusations Yeah, 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 against. yeah, yeah for fear of libel. Yes. So um, he... All those guys, all those Sayu guys ended up coming in and working. Sorry. Uh, as Mark Klaus <laughs> says, yes. Zayu. My apologies. My yes. apologies to Mark Klaus. Um, they all came in, and we were we were juniors? Yes. We were you juniors. Were juniors, yes. Right. Um, so they came in, and they were all sophomores. So we got to spend like the second half of our junior year, and then our entire senior year with these guys – uh, working with them, r- working alongside of them, hanging out with them, becoming pretty good friends with them. So um, these were the guys who, when we would go back after graduation, um, these were the guys who were still working at Fagan's. A lot of these guys were, were still uh, were from New Jersey. Yeah. Um, they ended up uh, moving to New York City, as many folks are apt to do after graduating. Yeah, yeah. So these guys became – pretty good friends of of mine and i hadn't seen most of them in in at least 15 years since i left for curacao so when you told me higgins was in um i was i was super psyched because of all the guys you probably could have gotten in touch with like i didn't know rob george's yeah yeah you never formally knew rob no but he's he's a great friend of mine and a great guy and he was super nice and like i'm a i'm a kind of an instant like either Either I know that you're, you suck, yeah, or you're a good guy. Therefore, I can be friends with you. Yep. Right. 
and he seemed to have that same kind of radar. Yeah. I got there, he introduced himself, I introduced myself. I'm like, we must have met. He's like, I'm sure we've met, blah, blah. And then at the end of the day, I went to give you know, shake his hand, and he's like, come on in here, man. Brothers hug. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I like this guy. Because you never know, right? Yeah, you yeah, You just yeah. never know how a guy turns out. Obviously, you were friends with him back in the day, but like that doesn't mean that he's still a good guy. It doesn't mean that he's still yeah. fun or whatever. So uh, so that was cool. I was a little hesitant because I was really looking forward to the tailgating aspect. Yeah. And I knew you had some New Orleans people coming into town. And I knew that um, now we know Steve-O is, co is coming to the We're waiting on him tailgate. and his whole family to show up. So, guys, guys, hey, relax. Is it the bouncing ball? Yes, yes. So... Um, so we end up, um, oh, no. having a, like this, I, this seed has been planted in my head, right? That I want to tailgate. Yeah. And I'm like, we're going to have a bunch of people there. It's going to be great. And we'll tailgate and then we'll go meet up with, you know, with Rob. And then our crew started to dwindle a little bit and yeah. then we got kind of involved in the discussion on Rob's tailgate and he's going to have like 15 people Yeah, he, he gets excited. He's like, we're going to have this big tailgate. Yes. But these are all guys I don't know. These are yeah. all guys you don't know. We only know yeah, Rob. Yeah. Yep. You knew a couple of them because they'd come I'd down and know a couple yeah. of them. Right? Yes, and if briefly. you were rolling solo, probably you just, you just get absorbed into them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not only are you kind of an outsider... I'm a complete unknown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got Higgins, who I haven't seen in 15 years, and I didn't realize that he knew uh, Rob. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, in my mind, I'm like, well, we're going to be rolling up like this is going to be a little strange. Um, but all, also, I want to do our own stuff. You know, like, yeah, I want to yeah, cook yeah. shit and, yeah. and have fun. So it there was a little – we had to do some coordination. How was it going to go down, et cetera? And I'm like, well, maybe we'll just – because the big thing is we're going to be there for five hours. Yeah, yeah. Gates it, open at 11. Yeah. yeah. We, we're going to get there right away. So I'm like, God, that's you know a lot to coordinate. And I don't want to be going and just showing up to these guys you know, at 11 o'clock and spend five hours with them and say, hey, here's our, yeah. here's our kibasi. Yep. Can we cook it on your thing? And you know, So it's, like, it's a weird dynamic. Tailgating yeah, is, a, yeah. is, is like a territorial thing. Yep. So, and I think you were comfortable with our ultimate plan, which was, hey, listen, we're going to bring our own stuff. Yeah, this yeah. way we don't coordinate, and we'll make a bunch of food, and we'll bring it over yeah. to their tailgate when we're ready. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, that seemed like a reasonable plan, and we still don't know what time Steve was going to get there. We got to make yeah, sure that, yeah, you know, we keep all the, you know, enough food for him or whatever. So, uh, we hit the road early on, uh, on Sunday morning. All right, I timed it out pretty good. I think I timed it out perfectly, Yeah, actually. we got there with a really good time. We got there. We pulled off of the highway. For those of you not familiar with, with MetLife Stadium or the Meadowlands Sport Complex, uh, the, the, the New Jersey Turnpike runs north and south, and it one of the last exits dumps you right into the parking lot of MetLife Stadium. Yeah. You don't even have to traverse any local roads. You get off the turnpike, you go onto the ramp, onto the uh, Giant Stadium, MetLife Met Stadium parking lot. It was perfect. We pulled into the toll booth, 
and stopped dead for five minutes. No traffic was moving. And I realized it was because the gates don't open until 1125. So there was nowhere for anybody to go. Yeah, yeah. So it was perfect. We were there exactly when we needed to be there. And then we start to wind through the roads to the parking lot. And, and Rob had told us that they were parking in, in the blue lot. Yeah, blue blue parking pass, yeah. Which I had done some research to find out that that's just the general parking lot. So that's fine. We can get in there. Um, and we start to roll up and we realize, I don't know, about, about the halfway point. Yeah. We've got a decision to make. Go left for the blue lot parking or go right for the non-permitted parking. So I'm like, well, if we go right, that takes us onto a highway and we're going to have to go to some lot. Yep. Off campus. You know, off the facility. So we end up getting in the line for the permits. Like, well, how bad can this be? But we realized quickly that it was going to be bad. Yeah. And we made the decision that we'd rather be prepared than unprepared. And my suggestion was, I did some research and I know that blue parking passes are available on StubHub. Yep. So I say to you, pull up StubHub, buy a blue parking pass, just in case. Yep. And you're pulling up StubHub, but can't get the purchase to go through. And what I realized afterwards is somebody had purchased it. Okay. They they were completing the purchase right as I clicked it, you know? But. That's why it wouldn't go through that first one. But it all works out. Yeah. Because then I decide to go on while we're waiting in line, and I find one. That's $15 cheaper than the yep. market rate. Obviously, somebody's just trying to dump their parking pass at the yeah. last minute. So I buy it. Yep. Problem solved. Not only are we going to get our parking pass, we're going to get it cheaper than you would have gotten it if it went yeah, through. Yeah. But then I get a little nervous because I'm not familiar with the parking pass universe at MetLife Stadium. And I read it, and it's not an instant download. Yeah. Somebody has to email it to us. Yep. And on the instruction, it says, download and print parking pass. So we're nearing the gate at this point, and I'm kind of freaking out internally. And I say, shit, Liv, I printed, I, I bought a printed home pass. Go buy one. Yeah. <laughs> Go buy whatever you can find yeah. for $40. Which ended up being $60, after actually, fees. yes. Kind of like. I was like, did we just pay eighty plus dollars for two parking passes? Well, at this point, we're not even confident that the money that we've invested in these products yes. were even going to get because us in. By the time we get, we're hoping to email updates, and by the time we get the front, it hasn't done yet. And not only have we not have possession of a digital copy, I don't know if the booth is going to accept a digital copy. They may only be accepting paper copies of this pass, which then they will let us in. So we pull up, and I don't know what I was thinking, but I grab my wallet, and she says, "I, I don't take cash. I said, okay. I said, we have a parking pass, but do you need a printed copy? And she said, I need a printed copy. And my heart sank. And then she said, or a copy on your phone. And and I said, okay, great. I said, here's the problem. 
we don't have them downloaded on our phone yet. We're waiting for them to get emailed. And she kind of looked at me like this was the first time she'd ever been asked to resolve that problem. Yep. Because my suggestion was, is there a place I can just pull over and wait while that gets rectified? And she's like, yeah, well, I guess you can make a U-turn right here, which was clearly the place that people who didn't have parking passes exited the lot. So I said, fine, we'll go wait over there. And when it's downloaded, we'll come back to you. The next 12 minutes were the most excruciating, stressful minutes. I'm going to say of the weekend. Definitely of the weekend. Could have been of my life. Yep. Definitely the most stressful time of my life, yes. (laughs) That is not an overstatement at all. Uh, and we've both taken the bar exam. Yeah, and and have survived major hurricanes. Correct. Yes. Correct. So, but that was the most stressful. Yes. yes. Moments of our lives. Because as you pointed out, a watched email account never downloads. Yes. Yep. So my parking pass comes through first, and I'm pretty confident that mine will be good. And as you point out, did we just spend $80 on parking passes? Yes. And I said, no, 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 no. Don't look at it that way. Yes. Don't look at it that way. That, whatever we paid, was the price of admission. Yeah, with 100% markup. To go hang out at, with Higgins. Half the cost would have been a cost we incurred anyway. Yeah, so we didn't waste. we didn't waste 80 Yep. At worst, we wasted 40 yeah, yeah. Right. At worst, we wasted forty. So you got to look at it that way, right? So we wait, and it took the whole. We were delayed by twenty minutes. The whole waiting for the email. And while as we first pulled up, no one was. In, a couple of people were setting up, like just getting there, because that's how early we were there. But in that time, the parking lot was filling up. Yes, people were yeah. waiting. Yep. People were waiting. Um. And they're tailgating. Yep. People are already tailgating. Yeah, because it's... And they're partying. Yeah, because people get out there and they get to work right away. And people come with these trailers yep. that are painted with uh, giant markings and yep. they're blue. And there's little buses, like, uh, you know, special ed buses. Yeah, like that little converted special ed bus we saw, yeah. And they're rolling up. And people are, are, are getting down with it. So... Not only are we waiting, not only is there the stress of, of watching what we're missing, I go through, like, that, you know, that I should have, I should have, I should have known better. I should have done better. Yeah. You know? I shouldn't have put us in this position. I should have bought the parking pass last night. You know, you're reliving yeah, yeah, yeah. the steps of the mistake and not cutting yourself any slack, right? This is supposed to be super fun. It's a fucking football game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, we were delayed 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give myself some, give myself a break. Yep. Once the parking pass comes through. So while we're waiting for this, not only did I get, we, I finally get the first email, but I can't log in to the account because it's a special giant 
ticket. And that's what pissed me off. It was Ticketmaster. And even though I have Ticketmaster, I have a Ticketmaster account, it's not the same thing because it's a Giants account just serviced by Ticketmaster. Correct. So in that time while you're trying to set up your account, I'm, I get the email and I have to set up, and I think I can just sign in. And I have to set up a new account, I realize. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I was able to get it done quicker than you. Yes. And I actually felt good since I had dropped $60 <laughs> on that parking pass. Because it's like, if we're going to drop a... If we're going to waste a shitload of money on parking passes, at least let's use the most expensive right. one. <laughs> Correct. 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 And and to be honest, I was glad we used yours because, in essence, you paid for parking. Yeah, exactly. Right? It makes me feel... Ju- yes, it, <laughs> yes, everything else, it's like, at least I give a contribution to yes. it, you know? And, and, and in our... Just superfluous parking pass. In our, you know, karmic, one hand washes the other, yeah. turnabout fair play relationship yeah. amongst all the 1106 guys. Like, that's how it goes down, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Um, so it all worked out from that from that standpoint. We pull in, and you say, "Well, we'll go, you know, we got to find." He tells George's. us J eighteen. So J eighteen. We're in this general vicinity. Now, I didn't really. It'd been a long time since I'd been to a Giants uh, or, or MetLife Stadium tailgate for an NFL game. I didn't remember or didn't realize that you have freedom to move about and find a space. Within yeah. the parking lot, there's not full direction of yeah, yeah, yeah. this spot, this spot, this spot, this spot. Yeah, you're not buying fit. a spot. You're right. just buying any spot. Yes. Which, in essence, means there's so much parking there yeah. that they can let anybody. Well, yeah, there were so many parking spots. Even the game was sold out, but there was yeah. loads of parking Tons. available. Yeah. So we pull into the J18 vicinity, and you know people are set up. They got their, their little tents, and they're doing their cornholes, and... Uh, you know, barbecuing already and drinking their beers and watching the early games. And we just find a spot that doesn't have a bunch of spots around it. So we're like, all right, we'll just pull in here. And I I don't remember what went down specifically because in my mind, I'm like, one, I got to take a piss. Two, let's break all this shit out and start grilling up because at some point we're going to go meet up with George's wherever he is in this little vicinity. So I'd like to get a bunch of stuff cooked so we can bring it over. Yep. So we hop out of the car, and you kind of take the lead on going to try to find George's. Yeah, he told me he had a big setup, and I see guys there, and he's, I don't see him anywhere. And I walk up to a guy, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, is Rob George's here? And he's like, who? Uh, and he's like, oh, oh, Rob. And he's like, oh, he walked off. He'll be back. And I was like, oh, great. This is the place. And there just happened to be an open spot that backed up to their tailgate. Yeah, so not only was there an open spot, it was directly across the aisle yep. from where we had parked. So it literally put the truck in reverse, Yep. pulled into the open spot between two of their vehicles. Yeah, yeah, their vehicles, yep. And, and we immediately start pull down the tailgate and started uh, taking everything out and setting up. And, like, we didn't have, like, a huge introduction or a huge welcome or, like... No. But we were totally assimilated into their tailgate. Yeah. People weren't like, who the hell are you guys? Yeah, yeah. But they also weren't like, hey, 
guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. check that out. I mean, out. they were just doing their own they thing. They were doing their own yeah. thing. But on more than one occasion, several different people came over and be like, hey, you got, oh, you got some oh, yeah. corn muffins there. Uh, yeah. We'll help yourself. Yeah, oh, yeah. what do you get? Some pork roll? Well, help yourself. And, yep. and they were great, you know? They're like, yeah. hey, can we have some of your vodka? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yep, and Rob's like, you want wings? And I'm walking and over there eating wings and stuff. Comes and over, and he, it was great. It was a real communal. Yeah, yeah. Without, without having any, like, Sense of he didn't feel like a rubber or anything, but yes. a freeloader because we had our own stuff anyway. I was like, eat ours exactly. as well, exactly, yes. and it was great. Because again, you go back to the whole tailgating thing. People sometimes people get weird. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like who are these guys eating all our food? Yeah, yeah. But they totally weren't, and they came over, and 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 vice versa. It eased the burden of of that social awkwardness that they were coming and t- partaking in our stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was really yeah. cool. Yeah, it was, it was a, cool. It was a good time. It was and a good then, time. like, Pat Higgins came out there, which you know, to your dismay, was not Pat Kilkelly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Pat Higgins, who you would walk over <laughs> to visit with Pat Kilkelly. So, but nevertheless, nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, you had a great time, I, and you know, uh, you. Probably caught up on 20-plus years of, you know, gap in seeing and speaking with Pat Higgins. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Because I'll tell you this. Um, two things warmed my heart. Two things warmed my heart in talking to Higgins. And Higgins was always a good guy. Uh, still is a good guy. Yeah. Looks exactly the same. And still has the same demeanor. Yeah, he's very chill, very even-keeled. Yeah. He's just an adult version of the college yep. Pat Higgins. And he's from Sparta, so he and Laughlin have a shared universe, and they knew yeah. each other, uh, even though he went to a pub, a private high school, and Laughlin went to the public high school, and they were huge football rivals, and like yeah, you know, they yeah. lived for that shit. Um, but two two things warmed my heart. The first was we were talking about like being in Jersey, and you know I had gone down to Carousel, and. Um, you know, I moved back to Asbury and blah, blah, blah. My parents aren't far away. And he says, Jackson, right? Yeah. I was like, fucking hey, man. I don't know when that would have come up, but it yeah. would only come up once or twice. You know, yep. hey, this is Sanders. Oh, you're from Sparta. Laughlin told me about you. I'm from Jersey. Oh, what part of Jersey? I'm from Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like we every time we got together, he's like, hey, listen, so how is the local politics in yeah, Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, things good with the economy there? Yeah. And then uh, the second time we were talking, uh, we're talking about owning property and buying property. And I was kind of giving him the, you know, the load down of of my last 15 years or so. And I, you know, I go, oh, I went to Curacao. I came back to Curacao. I want to live by the beach. Um, You know, I started, uh, I met this girl. We started dating. We got engaged. Um, Ultimately got married and, and lived in this place. And he got his face lit up. He got yeah. real excited. He says, oh, my God, there's a Mrs. Sanders? Yeah. And I said, well, well, slow down. We'll get to the end of the story. <laughs> um, but, yes, at one point there was. Um, and that tells us. Mike Peters coined her the Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that tells me two things. Either one I'm okay with. One is that he was like. I never thought this asshole would find a woman that would put up with this bullshit. Good for him. But the other is just as good as well. 
and that's wow. I'm happy for for Sanders. Yeah, he's a good guy. I'm glad he's yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. this of going course. on. So that warmed my heart that he he you know that piqued his interest because most yeah. people would just if he didn't have a relationship they'd be like oh okay yeah that's cool yeah that's yeah, cool yeah. but no he had an he had a genuine reaction to yep. it which was was nice um, so you know and then we just kind of you know we shot the shit for a little bit about weaving in and out of of hey how's this guy have you, do you talk to this yeah, guy yeah, anymore yeah, yeah. and when's the last time you spoke to him right what's he up to and the current state of the educational system yeah you know what i mean because yeah, he's like, an educator yeah we weaved past and present seamlessly yep. and that's what those guys that's why i think that i love those guys so much when i first met them is that like it just wasn't like um you know sometimes you meet some people you know you would meet people in the bar and it was like yep. did you work last night no no i didn't, yeah, I didn't work. Yeah, yeah. oh that's not what's crazy oh yeah yeah where'd yeah. you go what'd you do oh you know blah 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 but when you met those guys because maybe there was a little bit more of a personal connection with a yeah. guy like higgins because he shared the yeah, sparta thing yeah and you mm. talked about other yeah. shit and yeah. and, and, yeah. and they were good guys so it was really good catching up with him and um you know he brought us a little beer yeah, he brought his little of, soccer mom cooler of beer. Six pack of founders and yeah. you know, his little koozie and um you know, we kinda kinda chatted and had a good time and integrated with that other group and yeah. and everything was pretty smooth and like the tailgate for a five hour tailgate seemed pretty tame. Like, yeah, no one there was somebody of theirs who was puking, but as far as we went it was never too um I mean, I was, I probably only drank like five or six beers. I was fine. At like, the, I felt the way I wanted to feel. I unpacked that, I unpacked that core from yesterday, and there's at least 16 or 17 yeah, beers Yeah, I in opened there. the fridge, I saw how many beers were in there. I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, because I knew I didn't drink much. And I was driving, Cause so. Because another thing, I was so busy talking to people and stuff and coordinating and. Sending text messages and stuff. And then that, you know, you know, you're doing all this other stuff, and you're not just like, boom, you know, like, you and know, you're just not pounding beers at some ridiculous pace. You and know? there was a constant flow of food. Yeah, that's another thing. And it wasn't a ton. Like every once in a while, a steak sandwich came to us, and we yeah. split it in quarters. Yep. And yep. an oyster tray. And then a catfish sandwich. Yes, and the oysters. Yes. So it wasn't like we loaded up and sat down and had this big smorgasbord, but there was always something keeping your attention yep. while you're talking and eating. And I was cooking up some pork roll. Yeah, uh, pork roll sandwiches are good. Yes. Just made some corned beef hash and buttered some uh, corn muffins, and we had some friends that way. So it was good, and I had. Um, you know, I had, I had two Bloody Marys and um, had a bunch of food, and it was great, and the, the weather wasn't too bad. And walking into the game, there was probably only – I only saw one or two, like, really drunk assholes. Weren't even in our yeah. group. Yeah. Uh, so it was good. The, the, and what was cool was when we first drove in there, I see a lady, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's my buddy Todd's aunt, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carla. Yeah. And then, right, right. And so, like, I tried to yell at her, but we were going through, she didn't hear me, and I text my buddy Todd, you know, who I went to law school with, who's from Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is like three and a half hours away from New Orleans, and I knew his aunt is a Saints super fan. Right. You know, and uh, I'm like, I'm like, Todd, is, uh, is Carla at this game? And he responds, he's like, yeah, my mom was supposed to go, but she couldn't go. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I just saw her then. And then I went out and 
I sought her out, you know, took photos with her and, you know, sent it to his mom and Todd, and they loved it. And, of course, after the game was over, just by chance, right, ended up running into her on the escalator. Now, those chances were increased by the fact that she was a Saints fan at a game that the Saints had dominated. Yeah. And all the Giants fans left early, but still. Yeah, still Very the fact fortuitous. that I saw her a second at the time. beginning. Yes. You know, because she's right there. It's like 80,000 people. And there's probably, I don't know, 10,000 Saints fans at the game or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So we get into the game and, you know, the seats, whatever, they're upper end zone seats. Yeah, second to last row of the stadium. Which, you know, it's not the best place to watch a game, and the depth perception is off. Yeah, but yeah. And it's from behind. That's the problem. Like, if you're on the side in those seats, it's not oh, terrible because yeah. you can see the marker yep. for everything. Yeah. There you're skewed from what the down distance sort of is. When, you know? Yeah. Generally speaking, as the price points go on tickets, the lower end zone, first level end zone, and the third level, the the highest level at the 50-yard line, yeah. are roughly the same price. Yeah. So it's the same quality of ticket. Yeah. Um, so, yes, even if you're high, you want to be in the middle. Yep. Yep. So, generally speaking, we, we had a good experience in our section. There was yeah. nobody sitting next to me. We had yep. seats two, three, and four. Seat one remained empty the entire time, yeah. and seats... Five through twelve were empty, except for a couple that came for a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, they were there for. <laughs> I went to the bathroom at halftime. I come back. There's a dude sitting there with his girlfriend, and so now I have to be. Now I either have to eat crow, or be super accepting of this guy because yeah. I give you shit about that situation specifically. Yeah. The guy who comes, you know, in the second half, yep. and I've already acclimated to having all this extra leg yeah, room. Yeah, like you're supposed to have that to yourself when no one's there at halftime. So I can't get pissed or else I'm a hypocrite, yeah. right? And the only thing worse than having to sit next to this guy is listen to you give me shit for being a hypocrite. But he's the worst because he's a leg spreader. And he's sitting, he's a little guy, but he's a stocky guy. Yeah. But he's taking up all the room that I once had. And now he's on my, in my yeah. area. And his girl's not even watching the game. She's on Instagram the entire uh, quarter. And he's muttering to himself, but he's not an educated fan. Yeah. You know, he's just talking things that he thinks football people say. You know? And... To cap it all, he's wearing an Odell Beckham jersey, yeah. which is the least common denominator of all yeah. Giants fans. Yeah, Odell Beckham. Everybody's got it. Right. So I'm like, all right, whatever. It's only a half. And he lasts the, the third quarter. And about six minutes into the fourth quarter. Yeah, he when he decided that they had no shot. Gets up and goes. Yeah. And that, at that point, it's still a ball game. It's only a 16-point yeah, ball game. There were other, a lot of other people leaving at the same time. I was like, apparently they don't know who they're playing. I'm a Saints fan. Yes, it's like, right, right. this isn't the time to leave. Yes, yes. So, um, 
My issue I had is when we got there, you know, there was nobody in front of us. Yeah. And people showed up, and yeah, there was yeah, a guy yeah. with a girl. And then, like, I guess it must have been her parents and, like, the brother or something. I have no clue, but whatever. So every time they'd be third down, like when the Saints are in third down, they'd come over and be like, get up for third down. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And, like, everybody doesn't do it. Right. And, like, even in that row, everybody wasn't doing it. But the girl directly in front of me, she took it to heart every time. <laughs> Fuck, I got to keep standing up. It's like the people to the right of her, people to the left of her, they're not standing up. But the one directly in front of me, she yes. she is totally all in on stand up on third down. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is funny because I watched her a couple different times, and she was a real stick in the mud. Yeah. She, uh, it was the blonde, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she sucked because a lady tried to make a joke. Uh, one of the ladies in her row, as she was coming into the row, made a joke about stealing one of her fries. Yeah. And everybody kind of laughs because it's that weird, awkward, like, this lady's making a joke that's really funny to her. And it's not really that funny. Yeah, But yeah. you laugh. It's okay. Yeah, she's being she laughs. She's, yes. she's being communal. Yep. And the girl turns to her boyfriend and goes, I didn't think that was funny at all. <laughs> she was so pissed. Yeah. Like, lighten up. Lighten up, Francis. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but for the most part, that was that was the tone and tenor yeah. of the game. Right? Yeah, and then they had that big fight in the section over. And then with about yeah. six minutes to go in yeah, the game. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, yeah. A brawl breaks out. One section over. Like, like Two rows in front of us, one section over. Yeah. Haymakers. Yeah. Guys were falling down, not stairs, but the seats. Yeah, yeah. And it was a typical, it was a typical drunk bro situation. Because I had watched this guy, LT. LT, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20-something, Cro-Magnum forehead. <laughs> frat guy, right? North North Jersey frat Classic guy. Classic meat stick. Absolutely. And he gets in a fight with somebody in his crew. Yep. Now, I realized it was somebody in his crew, and I'm guessing it was his brother, because they looked a little alike, because the, the guy who LT put in a headlock didn't retaliate. He just let him do it. Yeah. And the girl sitting next to the, the headlock victim got up and was... You know, John at LT, and somebody else told him to sit down and blah, blah, blah. But somebody in that section a few rows up called security up and called, a, you know, a woman security uh, officer and was like, uh, hey, can you uh, get this guy out of here? This guy, yeah. This guy's an asshole. He's starting to fight, but the security guard didn't see anything. So she just kind of stands there and waits and watches. And... Five minutes later, this guy starts a brawl that ends up getting two people arrested. Yeah. Not him, not included. Yeah, somehow he gets out of there, but he gets two Saints, two two good people, Saints fans, <laughs> arrested. One of them being the guy that he threw down the section of yes. a couple of rows of seats. Who fell at least three rows. Yeah. On his back. Yep. So, um, that lasted a good two or three minutes. That lasted a good two or three minutes and kind of disrupt the flow of an otherwise uneventful game. Yep. You know, a real kind of just 
nice chill Sunday uh, in which the good guys won. Yeah, I mean, Saints kind of made it more interesting than it had to be. But ultimately, one, it was real invigorating because I've been there where we've lost a last-second game we should have won. Yeah. You know, against the Patriots years ago. Nothing's worse than being the losing visiting fan yeah. of a game like that. It's one thing if it's a blowout. Yeah. It's another thing if it's like, you know, you take, you take defeat from the jaws of victory, so Correct. to speak, which Correct. is what we did in New England a few years back, five years ago. But. So yesterday it was it was great because it was a game we were supposed to win and we won and and I was really happy and with the exception of the way the Syracuse game turned out it was almost the perfect weekend. Yeah, everything fell yeah. into place. Yep, everything fell into place. Uh, now all we're uh, we're waiting for is for Steve O to show up. Yep, he's gonna be here. He says he should be knocking on door <laughs> at seven. He and did not come to the tailgate. No, by the way, no, he missed. And we that. knew that wasn't gonna happen because he didn't immediately start questioning about coming to Asbury Park early in the morning. He was like, I'm 50-50. And I was doing the play-by-play with Sanders as we were on the ride. I was like, watch, now he's going to say this. Predicting what he was going to say everything he said. Absolutely, because he, he had he he had the I'm going to bail playbook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is why you were able to recite his yeah. next move, because we've all been there, yes. and we've all seen this play out, and it was very predictable. Yep. So that has Steve like when he was, told me fifty fifty on tailgate. I was like, yeah, more like ten ninety. Yeah, you know exactly, <laughs> exactly. So we um we accepted an invitation for him to come to Asbury Park. Yes, right? yes, that, yes. Is that how? That's really? how Sanders will allow it. He 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 asks permission to enter the city of Asbury Park and we grant that permission so now we're waiting for him to to hop on a train and he is on the train excellent when we start the podcast he had texted saying he is on the train he okay. will knock on the door at seven very good um which to me of all of the possible outs that he had essentially he kicked the can down the road and he's paying a premium because now he's got to get up and go to work from Asbury yeah, Park yeah, yeah. tomorrow which it would have been a lot easier if he showed up for an hour at the tailgate yeah, yeah, on yeah. Sunday. Put in some FaceTime, you know. And that was it, you know. So now he's coming two hours, hour and 30 minutes at least, after a full day of work on a Monday to come to Asbury Park to go out to dinner and have some drinks. And once again, I think that was another idea of him, like, probably putting a cart before the horse, agreeing to the tailgate. Probably without clearing it with his wife first. <laughs> right. But which in, then I'm I'm thinking, well, he's over two with creating a workable plan that yeah. fits into his family dynamic. How's he gonna pull off the honey? I'm sleeping out on a school night and I'm and I'm going down to Asbury Park and good luck getting the kids off to school tomorrow. I'll see you later. I will say this, not to think too highly of myself, but I know Jen, I've met Jen, and that's probably why. Because you're a special consideration. Yeah, and she understands. Totally. And I and I bet you Jen probably would have liked to have been there yesterday. It might have been something else. It's like, oh, well, it's Sunday. We'd already said we were going to do this or yeah, something. Yeah. Sure. You know, because Sunday is a family day. You yeah, know? absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. 
Because um, I was actually looking forward to seeing Jen, perhaps. I was thinking leaving with the dinosaurs. I go, well, maybe Jen will come. You know? Is she Syracuse? No, no, no. He met her down here. I think I don't know if she went to Rutgers. No, she didn't go to Rutgers. Where'd she go? Marist, I think. Oh, okay. She's Red I think Fox. She's a Marist girl. All right. Or maybe Fairfield. What's one of those? Oh, two? Stag. Going? Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. I'll ask him when he comes. All right. Fair enough. But um, but that's that's how we got here today, and and I fly out of JFK at eight thirty tomorrow night for Palermo for thirteen days of excitement. Tomorrow I leave, and then I return on the 16th. But I get into Palermo on Wednesday the 3rd. So, And you'll leave on? The 16th. And you'll get back here on? 16th. 16th. Yeah. All right. So you're only... flying back in time. So you only time travel on the way there. Yeah, yeah. You so got it's... a standard flight on the way yeah, back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going SpaceX? Yeah, no okay. SpaceX. All right. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So yeah, good good times. Although it's not over, we got tonight. We have um, Magic the Gathering. Yes, at yes. eight o'clock. Apparently, um, kinky D and D nerd people. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm not looking forward to that all that much. Yeah, I bet you we're gonna go in there and realize that we don't want to be there and leave there. Okay, good, good. It would be great if we realized that now and didn't have to go in there. But I understand. Yeah. I understand. Uh, we'll feel we'll feel out, Steve. If I had a an extra bedroom, well, we probably wouldn't need to be in that position. Yeah, because I could offer him to stay here. We'll have to find out the reason why he is friends with these people. To me, that's that's enough of a reason to go in there and check it out. Yeah, to find out how he's got yes. himself hooked up in this like. Yeah, what is going on, in Steve's personal life? Kinky, weird yeah, world. That he's he, hanging out with these. Um, you know, eyes wide shut people. That he's never met. Yeah, he's met one of them in real life, but one. all the other ones he's friends with through the internet. I'm barely... What f- is he doing? I'm barely friends with the people who I'm friends with, let alone finding new ones that I've never met before. I mean, I know... See, Steve's an interesting guy, because he's a computer guy, but he's also a bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he sure. he straddles this world between computer nerdism and drunk broism and it's a weird world. You know? Although I would I would find that slightly amusing if we show up to this thing and it's an entire bar basement full of Stevos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's worth the price of admission. This is a subculture of meathead dungeons and dragons people. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Yeah. I, mean, I, I flipped this around. I flipped this around. Well then on that note. With anticipation of Steve-O's arrival, we will see you guys next week. Yep. Greens from Asbury Park, Fredo.